0: Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning Shot. Welcome to Morning Shot. It's Ryan here with you in the morning. And you may think that Singapore's already very well connected. But guess what? Our little red dot has just launched a digital. Connectivity Blueprint, and this new roadmap sets out the country's long-term infrastructural ambitions to boost our domestic and international connectivity. So we're getting a little technical here. It's going into enhancing our soft infrastructure, which refers to foundational software, our physical digital infrastructure, that's devices, networks, and middleware as well as our hard infrastructure, which of course includes satellites, submarine cables, data centers, and cloud services. Well, to break down what that all means to us, we're joined by Dr. Jana Puticherry, Singapore's Senior Minister of State for Communications and Information. Good morning, Dr. Janil. Hi, good morning, Ryan. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for joining us. Now, let's talk about what's in the news these days, which is the blueprint for digital connectivity. And it might not make a lot of sense for some people because we are, on the surface, at least very well connected. We've got smartphones everywhere. We can get Wi-Fi in many public spaces. Why do we need to boost our connectivity further?
1: Well, uh, our digital connectivity is the sort of invisible foundation. Uh, it drives the digital economy. It also drives uh, the kind of opportunities that create this type of uh, interview, you know, that I can <laughs> be here zooming in, uh, and you know, you as a, uh, as a as a media team, you have the confidence in the in the connectivity, right? That that this is going to work, uh, and it's going to work when we need it. But the the connectivity that we're relying on today to drive our digital economy is the result of investments and plans and technologies that we put in place years ago, sometimes decades ago. And if you look at what's happening today, there are five key Trends shaping our digital future. Artificial intelligence and the rise of generative AI. uh, Move towards autonomy, autonomous systems, systems that will work on their own. Immersive multi-party interactivity, including VR and AR, uh, like the device you just talked about. Uh, Distributed cloud and edge-centric compute. And just on the cusp, quantum technologies, all of these are going to need even more connectivity, even more bandwidth, even more compute power and lower latency than we have today, if we're going to be able to deliver them for Singapore and Singaporeans in the next few years. So we're connected well today because of past decisions. We want to make sure we're connected in the near and medium term and make the right decisions now so that 10 years from now, we'll look back and we'll say, thank goodness we did that in 2023. Uh, so that's what the digital connectivity blueprint is all about and to do so in a kind of connected and holistic way planning all of these things over the next
0: few years. Yeah, Dr. Janiel, it does look like we are future-proofing for what you just outlined. So all the AI products that's going to be emerging in school, a workplace, all your devices, autonomous vehicles included, and then the goggles that might be uh, you know, mainstream in time to come. So AR, VR could be here. And all this needs data and connectivity. I'm just wondering as well, you know, when it comes to where we are right now, are we modeling ourselves after any specific countries or are we ahead of the curve right here?
1: Well, we spend quite a bit of time studying other countries' development, not just for this digital connectivity blueprint, for all the things that we do around technology and smart nation and digitization. We pay a lot of attention to what's going on in the rest of the world. But to our knowledge, this digital connectivity blueprint that we've just published is one of the world's first in doing a few things. One is master planning multiple layers of infrastructure across the medium term. And secondly, taking a very expansive look at what we consider digital infrastructure. So this this idea of a digital infrastructure stack, what you mentioned, the physical layer, the physical digital interface and this digital utilities around software. So the holistic and, and expansive way that we've done it, we think we could be the first in the world hmm. to, to do it in this way.
0: All right. Can you give us some examples of what that might mean for the man on the street? So I've got better connectivity in future, perhaps. What are some of the things that it might enable?
1: Well, f- fundamentally, uh, one of the key things is to make sure that we create opportunities in employment for people and for enterprises and to empower our communities to be able to take advantage of these opportunities. We want existing jobs to be transformed and uplifted as well as new job opportunities to be created. Mm. Uh, We want the enterprises to do well, to locate here in Singapore, to be able to then work beyond our geographical boundaries, that our international hub connectivity means that uh, both the enterprises as well as the jobs that the people are working in will be servicing and be able to access the world. And this should result in better service delivery, up uh, better quality of life, together with the large-scale deployment of autonomous systems. And there's a personal and social aspect to it as well. Uh, what we are doing today, Zooming and connecting and chatting uh, in parallel, that we also do with our family and friends, right? And as we want to stay connected with family and friends through immersive, interactive digital platforms, we're going to need that connectivity and that compute. Um, all this means that the enterprises, the co- companies that are looking at they're asking, well, does Singapore have high-end, high-quality mm. bandwidth um, uh, and connectivity and compute? And then can I base these high-end, bandwidth-intensive digital products and services here to serve the world? Mm. Um, and managing the businesses, managing your job requires that the, the utility, that, that DU stack, the digital utility stack, Managing funds, trading, trading information, trading money, uh, transacting. So putting all this together, we hope we can leverage on that world-class security and resilience, build on the, 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 the qualities that make Singapore attractive as a global hub today already, and make sure that we can keep doing that. 10
0: years from now. All right. So laying the foundation of what's to come. Now, Dr. Janu, you're also the co-chair of the advisory panel on digital infrastructure. So what kind of feedback have you heard so far through your industry consultations? What are some of the you know, gaps that have um, surfaced from your uh, feedback sessions?
1: Well, the in- advisory panel had uh, private sector members. It was uh, uh, the point of the panel was to make sure that when we think through how we're going to invest in these technologies and these infrastructure layers, we start working through the implementation and execution, making sure that this- these are the ways in which the private sector is going to appreciate what we're doing and be able to deploy their products and services. But as we did that, uh, we had to think through, for example, what's the sort of cost and benefit of concentrating on current issues, current demands, as well as projecting for what will happen in the future. How do we make sure that these each every every one of these things that we do uh, will be secure and will be resilient? Because the more you do, the more sort of surface area you expose to risk, and so you've got to make sure you secure a wider area. So some of those trade-offs we had to think about. But um, the key issue of sustainability was very much part of our discussions. The more you do, then you have to think through the energy requirements and the carbon constraints. And so we, we, we spent a lot of time thinking about how we can do sustainability better uh, through um, our master planning approach. And so not let that be a constraint, but do sustainable mm-hmm. technology develop. Um, and that was a big part
0: of our discussions as well. All right. Well, in conversation with Dr. Jana Putscheri, he is Singapore's Senior Minister of State for Communications and Information. Now, Dr. Jano, we have an idea why. So let's go into what and how. And this is where we are talking about you know, the digital connectivity blueprint. What's going to be the most challenging to build or implement? You know, keep in mind that some of this would also add to our carbon footprint among other challenges.
1: Well, actually, you've hit the nail on on the the head there. The carbon footprint is one of those significant challenges. But we have to take a view about how we turn Singapore's inherent constraints into strengths and opportunities, and that if we can do this well and make sure that we have the right role of government, bring along industry to build this future of of digital infrastructure together, we'll be able to shore up the confidence in Singapore, uh, both from Singaporeans, but also from investors, and so let's let's think about that—that that, that idea of turning constraints into strengths and opportunities for us to drive growth and innovation. We've done this before. If you look at, uh, for example, our uh, our transport sector, aviation and maritime—these are things we built from the ground up um, and tried to break free of our geographical boundaries to create opportunities. Water—we were very uh, a water insecure nation, and now we've become much more secure in terms of water. So we have to. We have to leverage on this uh, historical idea and make sure we apply it to technology. So what are our constraints? We're a small urban environment, we're very dense, we're very built up. Uh, so it doesn't seem like an easy place to put in lots of new infrastructure. But if we can do that well, how do you turn a, a dense city-state around and refresh its technology, refresh its infrastructure? That's something a lot of parts of the world will eventually have to deal with. And these are lessons that we can learn and get ahead of the curve. Radio spectrum. Um, The the Wi-Fi, the 4G, the 5G, uh, all this relies on radio spectrum. But we we have a relatively unique geography because we're small, we're constrained, and we're surrounded by other countries, other jurisdictions, uh, and they're using their radio spectrum as well. And so we have to think through how we allocate spectrum and coordinate regionally in order to get this high performance uh, out of our technology. And as you pointed out, most importantly, carbon. We're alternative energy disadvantage. We have a very limited scope for, for, the, for building up our own renewable energy um, industry. We'll have to import renewable energy, but we also need to then reduce our uh, utilization of, of our carbon envelope. And so we can think through how greater energy efficiency in both hardware and software uh, can turn into an advantage. Can we be uh, at the forefront of green energy? data centers, we want to be able to have sustainable growth of new data centers, and these then need to be green data centers. Mm. We want to be able to have the best-in-class software, and so it now needs to be software that offsets that rise of emission by becoming more efficient in its operations. Uh, we have to bring together the, the various stakeholders, researchers, industry, institutions, and try to then deal with the software side of improving our our uh, energy efficiency while thinking about these
0: carbon constraints. Yeah, lots to look out for. And I can definitely feel and hear the excitement coming through from you, Dr. Janio. And let's not forget about the people element and the biggest thing of things, right? As we speak towards this digital future, what safeguards do you have you know, in mind as we think about things like not leaving anyone behind?
1: No, absolutely. This is a, a vital part of the work that we do in the ministry as a whole and in the team as a whole. We, we are... Making these moves on infrastructure, you know, doubling out submarine cable landings, uh, driving this DU stack and going to 10 gigabyte bits per second um, connectivity. Uh, But all of this, we can't, as you say, we must make sure that we keep the people front and center of what we do. The blueprint itself is about infrastructure, but rest assured that the rest of the team and the work that we do at the ministry and uh, various other teams is about making sure that we have digital access that every Singaporean will have the opportunity to remain highly connected. We're doing quite well already. 99% of residents already having access to the internet, 170% mobile phone penetration rate. But we can continue to make sure that the disadvantaged and the vulnerable have access. We have schemes to give subsidized broadband and digital devices to uh, low-income Singaporeans to subsidize them. Um, We also have to work on digital literacy. We have another office, the Singapore Digital Office, uh, to help raise digital adoption levels including for seniors, working through how to learn to do e-communications, access e-payment services. Uh, And we have a digital for life movement to, to try to move all these things. So all of those three big pieces, digital access, digital literacy, digital for life, whether we're doing the digital connectivity blueprint or not, we have to have those pieces in place. As we do the digital connectivity blueprint, all of these things become more important to make sure that every Singaporean has the opportunity to take advantage and, and benefit from our blueprint plans.
0: Yeah, all the pieces need to come together and it's a holistic approach that like you've just outlined quite well. This is the Digital Connectivity Blueprint. We've been chatting with Dr. Jhanu Puducherry. He is Singapore's Senior Minister of State for Communications and Information. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Janu.
1: Thanks very much, Ryan. Have a great day. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.